The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KB TV channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on state Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3, and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, and Wyoming and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. I landmark Mark and Khalif for 99 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles Nader Bill Obama on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, since wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To start off today's telecast, the church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will sing the upbeat and toe-tapping song, Everything I Need. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Yes, viewers, 
Our Lord and Savior is everything we need. He is our mighty Redeemer, our promise keeper, and great provider. As the words to the song goes, He's never less than faithful, so I know He'll always be everything, everything I need. Church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song titled Take Time to Be Holy. In the perilous times we are living in today, it is imperative that we take time out of our busy schedules to simply meditate with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Prayer is the strength of the gospel. It is prayer that moves the mighty hand of God, which moves the whole world.
Associate Pastor Marvin Abing will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the Spirit-inspiring song, Jesus is Walking With Me. Doing his background music will be Trustee Associate Pastor Emmys Pro Senior and Mason Sonsino of the Guitars, and yours truly on the piano. We praise and thank the Lord that we have Jesus as our shepherd and guide. Though the storms may rage and our way is dark and dreary, Jesus is our shining light to lead us on the straight and narrow path. For if God be for us, who can be against us?
The church choir will now perform their final number entitled, I'm Gonna Keep Walking. They will be accompanied by Tiari Summers on the piano and Rose Bacacaro on the organ. Yes, viewers, with the Lord by our side, we can accomplish all things. With His help and guidance, we can push through all adversities and claim the victory. For He has promised that He will never leave us or forsake us. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen.
Sure, but let's say I have just the associate pass at Winsbrook Senior performing solo on the guitar entitled, Through It All. Be faithful to God and He will bless you. Love the Lord with all your heart and He will take you through it all. We praise and thank the Lord that we worship a true and a living God.
The Saints in Harmony will now sing the uplifting song, Since Jesus Came Into My Heart. They will be accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. Through the signs in the heavens above and the earth beneath, we see that the second coming of the Lord is near at hand. Now is the time to serve the Lord and accept Him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Now is the time to let Jesus into your heart. For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to Peter and Shana Nahopi of our Hilo Branch Church. We pray the Lord will continue to bless and strengthen you and your family in your daily walk with Him. Have a wonderful and blessed Sunday.
And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States who are viewing our audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 1, 5.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloha, Hawaii, by Pastor Hannibal Espara in Bologo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espara in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It is truly wonderful, viewers, to have you share in my sermon for today entitled, Mark of the Prize of the High Calling. Are you searching for the Spirit of the Lord so that He can lead and guide you in your daily endeavors? I guarantee that one way to discover Him is through the self-same gospel taught by Jesus Himself at Galilee and being offered by yours truly in this telecast and as in all our telecasts, the past ones, the present ones, and the future ones. With your Bible in hand, we can proceed together. It's wonderful to come to the end of the way with assurance of salvation and eternal life in one's heart. On the other hand, the saddest thing to occur on earth will be when one comes to that hour without Jesus and without hope. Now, when Paul came to his last hours, he had such a great assurance that he said thusly to Timothy, 
for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. He looked back over his life. He remembered his experience with Jesus on the Damascus Road and all which had happened since that time. He wrote in 2 Timothy 1.12, For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul had committed himself to Christ years before, and he knew that he was now safe in Jesus forever. Yes, you can entrust your money to a bank, yet still lose it. You can entrust your friend with a secret, yet he could betray you. However, when you trust your soul to Jesus Christ, it is safe forever. Reading Ezekiel 18:4, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The joy of knowing Jesus is to believe on him who died for us, that we may have the promise of eternal life. Paul knew Jesus, not as a historical person, but as a personal Savior, Master, and Lord. On that day when the light from heaven blinded him, he heard Jesus speaking directly to him. Reading Acts 9, 4 to 6, And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. From that time on, Paul came to know that indeed Jesus was the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And on that very day, Jesus became Paul's Savior. Persecutions of all kinds had come. Paul had suffered the loss of all things. But the one great joy of his life was that he knew Christ. He tells us in Philippians 3, 8, and verses 13 to 14, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And the mark of the prize of the high calling is to be the bride of Christ and to be amongst the raptured saints in that number of 144,000. In order for you to be in the bride of Christ, you must be born again. In John 3, 5, we find the Lord's revelation to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water means to be baptized by immersion in water and in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues according to Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Thus, we see the only evidence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to speak in tongues. Did not Jesus say in Mark 16.17, In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. This was confirmed on the day of Pentecost, for the Lord, working with the apostles, confirmed the word with signs following. Acts 4.12 enlightens us 
Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The apostle John knew Jesus. He followed him for three and a half years and leaned on his bosom at the Last Supper. When he became an old man, he wrote over and over the words, I know, I know. His heart overflowed with the assurance of his salvation, and he closed the book of Revelation. He wrote, Even so come Lord Jesus. Peter, who denied the Lord, knew Jesus. He went through many fiery trials. He was often beaten and persecuted. But at the end of the way, and now recorded in 1 Peter 1, 3-4, he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. And anyone may come to know Jesus as one's personal Savior by repenting of one's sins and being putting one's full trust in the Lord. To know him as Lord and Master, all we need to do is obey his commandments and seek to do his will. We can come to know him as our friend, who stick it closer than a brother as we walk by his side day by day. We can even come to know him as our comforter in sorrow, our guide along the pathway of life, and our blessed hope for time and eternity. Listen to Romans 8, 24, 25. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? Jesus said the following to doubting Thomas, Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Knowing Jesus, a man can reach out and hold unto the rock of ages and nothing will be able to budge him from that rock. Let the storms come. He will remain secured in Christ. Jesus tells us in John 1, 3, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. We build houses, skyscrapers, high-rises, automobiles, ships, mighty weapons of war, and so forth, from existing materials. But Jesus built the world out of nothing. He spoke, and the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, and the world were made. And it is a beautiful world. In one's travels, one may have seen Niagara Falls, stood on the top of some of the highest mountains. One may have been through the Carlsbad Caverns and have gazed down to the Grand Bryson Zion Canyons, have watched the waves of the mighty Atlantic, have ridden the surf of the Pacific, gloried in sunrises and sunsets, and marveled at the beauties of the sun, the moon, and the stars, and have come to realize that Jesus created all these things for our pleasure, as well as to fulfill our needs. Listen to Ephesians 3, 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. It is God who creates through Jesus Christ. God made man in his own image. The devil marred that image through sin, but Jesus Christ restores that image through the new birth. The apostle Paul knew the value of the soul. He knew it would live forever, as Jesus revealed in Mark 8, 36-37. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The Lord regards the value of a soul above all else including money, power, 
education, security, in old age, and so forth. Mary of Bethany, in love and gratitude, broke open an alabaster box of precious ointment and poured it on the head of Jesus as he sat at the dinner table. He was so moved by this special deed and expression of love that he complimented the woman and said that in the years to come, her gift would be spoken of everywhere as a memorial to her. Reading Matthew 26, 12 and 13. For in that she had poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, whosoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman had done be told for a memorial of her. Jesus never forgets what we do for him. The aroma of our good deeds will fill heaven because he remembers that what we do for him here and now will bless us throughout eternity. For God is not unrighteous to forget our labor of love toward his name. It has been said that we do not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. We often look down over the years and wonder what life will be like 10 or 15 years from now. However, sometimes it's best for us not to know what is forthcoming in this world. One thing is certain, we know that Jesus is coming soon. And sooner than we think, the signs tell us of his coming are already here. No one knows when he is coming. He tells us in Matthew 24, 42 and 44, Watch therefore, for ye know not what, your, what hour your Lord doth come. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Paul tells us that God will keep that which has committed unto him against that day. What kind of day will that be? That will be a day of judgment. The real born-again Christian is not afraid to face that day. He has committed his all to the Almighty God, and he has no fear of condemnation. Listen to 1 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. The judgment of the believer's works, not sins, is under discussion here. His sins have been atoned for, and are remembered no more forever but every work must come to judgment. The result is reward or loss of reward. But he that believer shall be saved. This judgment will occur at the return of Jesus Christ for his church. We read in 2 Timothy 4, 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto them, all of them also that love his appearing. A born-again believer who walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit has no fear of condemnation. Delay is costly. Today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Unfortunately, there are many who are passing Jesus by today, postponing their decision for him. However, they may delay too long, and thus from hell they will look back and cry, the summer is ended, the harvest is past, and I am lost forever. The unsaved will stand in the great white throne judgment to have the sentence of eternal death passed upon them. What will Jesus say to you in that day? Will he say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Or will he say, depart from me into everlasting fire? I never knew you. It will be a day either of blessed assurance or a day of desperate despair. Thus we see the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it, thereby making it the safest place for any soul. 
There are few things in this world which remain steadfast. Men may build, but the destructive forces of time and other men tear down all that man builds. Men built the Tower of Babel, as we are told in the 11th chapter of Genesis. In the rebellion against God, they built a mighty tower which they believed could reach heaven, as you read in Genesis 11:4. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The tower builders knew better than to try to build a tower to heaven. To paraphrase this sentence, we say a tower with a heaven in its top. But God was displeased at what they had done since their ambition was directed towards self-glory rather than towards the glory of God. And that in itself was sinful. Finally, God brought the building tumbling to the ground, scattered them abroad, and confused their language. Thus, we see that one of the first buildings of man did not stand. Listen to 1 Corinthians 3.11. For other foundations can no man lay that it is laid, which is, Christ, is Jesus Christ. Except God build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Men built Solomon's temple. It was one of the most glorious buildings ever erected. Ships and caravans went to every part of the known world at that time, bringing back gold and silver and precious stones to be used in its erection. But the temple was finished. The greatest ceremony ever witnessed took place. But as a result of men and time, the beautiful temple was destroyed. No vestige of it remained. The Roman Empire, too, was built of men. Their legions went out and conquered the world. They set up their domain everywhere. We are the master race, they said. Now we rule the world. But their people sank down into sin, and God wrested the empire from their hands. It was built by men, and it could not stand. A bank had served its customers well for 100 years. Men trusted it, however, with the onset of the Depression. Banks began failing, but men said of their particular bank, it is safe and sound. It is strong as a rock of Gibraltar. There is no danger of it failing. But one morning, the newspapers carried the startling news that this financial bulwark had also closed its doors. The things that men build are bound to fall. Cities and governments and institutions and organizations may look strong for a while, but time will prove that nothing built by man lasts forever. In the past few years, we have seen worldwide disturbances, acts of terrorism, hijackings, kidnappings, murders, and so forth. The face of the world has seen on maps has undergone remarkable changes. Countries have fallen, others have risen. Many rulers have been disposed and fled their homelands. Example, the Philippines, Haiti, Iran, Somalia at one time or another, and Nicaragua, and to name a few, and other leaders have risen to replace them. Great business houses have crashed, and mighty institutions have tottered and fallen. Thus, we are prone to ask, what will survive in times like these? Well, Paul tells us in Hebrews 12, 27, that there are some things that cannot be shaken, something that shall never remain forever. And this world yet once more signify the removing of these things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Why is this true? Simply because there are eternal things. They are of God. Jesus told the story of a man who built his house on a rock and of another who built his house upon the sand. I'm sure you can figure out what happened in both cases. One house fell and the other stood. Things of man will fall. Things of God will stand forever. Everything that is not of Jesus will come tumbling down. Let us think of some unshakable things. One, God will not be shaken. He's the one great, omnipotent, unchangeable being as you read in Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Project your mind as far back into the past as possible, and you will find God there. He is the first cause of all things. All things come from Him, and without Him, nothing came into being. Then project your mind as far as possible into the future, beyond the stars, the sun, the moon, the worlds, the judgments. And there you find Jesus, the Almighty God, in all of eternity past, in all things present, and in all eternity future. God remains the same. Men fall by the wayside, rulers go down to death, but God cannot be shaken. 
Number two, God's word too will never be shaken. Listen to Psalms 119.89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Isaiah 48, we are told the grass withered, the flower faded, but the word of God shall stand forever. Jesus discloses the following Matthew 24.35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Yes, I'd rather stand upon the Word of God any day. In centuries gone by, many men have tried to destroy the Bible, and today there are many still launching their attacks against it, but yet it stands and shall forever stand. It had been burned at the stake. It had been chained to pulpits so that the common people could not read it, and bitter things have been said about it and written about it, but it stands firm and true. Someday there will be a famine in the land, famine not of bread, but a famine of the word of the Lord. Read in Amos 8, 11 to 12. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north and east to the east, they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. We are told that millions of gallons of water burst every minute against the sides of the rock of Gibraltar, and yet it has stood unmoved over the centuries. Millions of unbelievers have hurled their strength against the Bible, but it stands and they have perished. Three, God's Son, Jesus, will never be shaken. And tried to stop him of his divinity by seeking to humanize him and make him a mere man. Moderns tried to reduce him to the level of other men, but all their efforts have failed. They cannot tear down any part of him, including his character. When a candidate runs for office, it is not surprising when an opponent says, maybe we can find something questionable in his past that will help us to defeat him. And oftentimes, an opponent does find enough to ruin another candidate's chance of winning an election, but not so with Jesus. For nearly 2,000 years, men have never been able to find anything wrong in the character of Jesus, they must always say, as did Pilate, I find no fault in this just man. And that has been the verdict throughout the ages. Examine his life. Look carefully at everything he had did or said. You'll find nothing wrong with him. He was the one spotted, stainless, sinless, perfect life. What have men said about him? Let us listen to some of the comments. Jesus said, I have betrayed innocent blood. The centurion said, truly, this was the Son of God. John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taken away the sin of the world. And the sin of the world is unbelief in Christ Jesus. John the Beloved said, he is the bright and morning star. Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Talmudine Thomas said, my Lord and my God. The angel Gabriel said, Unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And God said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The Lord did not come into the world to teach great facts of life, nor to bequeath us a new philosophy, nor to introduce a new set of ethics. He said of himself, The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. This was his mission, and the child of God can never be happy until he enters into the Lord's rest and becomes a part of it. Number four, God's church will never be shaken. When we speak of His church, we do not mean the buildings, the organizations, the denominations. We speak of a spiritual body, for by one spirit are we baptized into His body, the church, comprised His true born-again believers, carrying out His program for world redemption and for the glory of God. One of America's most outstanding memorials is the Washington Memorial in the capital city. The foundation of the monument was sunk in 57 feet of rock. It contains 81,120 tons of granite and marble. It towers 555 feet above the earth. There is little fear of its falling simply because of its firm foundation. The Church of Jesus Christ has a more solid foundation than any monument. It is sunk in the rock of ages. Jesus is the foundation stone. No, the church made up of fallible human beings is not perfect, but she will stand because Jesus Christ is her foundation and the head of the church.
5. God's kingdom shall never be shaken. Pharaoh built a kingdom and it fell. David built a kingdom and it fell. Alexander, Caesar, and Napoleon built their kingdoms and they all fell. These kingdoms have gone the way of the earth, but God is building a kingdom that will never fail nor fall. And if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blayon Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. The church band will close today's telecast with the song, The Royal Telephone. <laughs>
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.